Hello, Mr. Cyrus. Hi. How's it going? All going very well. Enjoying myself through this pandemic, though. A good, good break initially, but now we are back and running, so so things are good. Um, things have opened up in Chennai. Things have opened up, so we are back on the squash courts. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it during the lockdown? Were you guys allowed to stay open like the last year? Uh, no. So obviously, during lockdown periods, the uh, squash academies were shut. Fair enough. Fair enough. So how did the athletes take it? Were they doing any? Were they able to do any training? Since it's squash, can you do any training at home? Uh, so of course, nothing technical, but whatever physical could be done was was done. So. It certainly has its limitations, uh, but uh, athletes uh, somehow managed. So we are happy with that. Wonderful. And um, did what about did, did they do any type sort of mental routines, mental work, mind training during the lockdown? Nothing in particular on that front. Right. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. So um, how did you get started with squash? Oh, so I I started squash uh, at a summer camp. So I'm originally from Bombay. So it was uh, when I was 12 years old, summer holidays. My brother said, "Why don't you uh, join the squash camp at the Otters Club, where where I'm a member?" So I said, "Yeah," and that's that's the way we started. So it was it was wonderful. Really t- took took off from there from. You know, from a camp, then just started playing a little bit uh, every day after that, and uh, since then, love for the game has been there, and it's been going on now many, many years. Perfect, perfect. So, uh, you, why squash? Out of all the sports, um, you, did you try your hand at different sports, or uh, did you just see take up the racket? and decided that no this is the game this is the sport i want to play so like every indian youngster gully cricket and building cricket is what i used to do right and of course so starting with that but as i said this summer camp was something which was was which was different and um, i took to it enjoyed myself uh, the, the coach over there felt also i was reasonably okay uh, i had basic hand eye coordination so he said okay so continue playing and so no absolutely no thought of playing professional squash or obviously not into getting into coaching but that's you know it just has been a wonderful journey mm. so when did you get into coaching so i started coaching at the age of 18 in bombay itself so uh, while i was a junior see, there was not too many people who were certified squash coaches you know it was more of the uh, the markers at the clubs who were doing coaching uh, so i was actually one of the few who who started off when i did a level 1 course and then continued going on so i did that when i was 18 itself while i was a junior while i was in college i started coaching more or less full time that's very interesting so there's another top coach i don't know if you know him he's in the tennis space so his name's 
Mr. Hemant Bendre, and uh, he he as well like you started off coaching really young, and uh, he became one. He wasn't a really good at a professional player or something of that sort, but he took up coaching really young and became a really good coach. So fabulous, yeah, wonderful. So were you? Did you continue training? For yourself, uh, at the age of eighteen, or did you just stop? At that time, there was not so much into players playing professional squash and going out. So you know that really didn't arise. So as as a junior, I did play our national level events. Uh, I was top four in the country. Uh, you know, in all at that time we had under fourteen, sixteen, nineteen. So I was a semi finalist in the nationals, um, and then. i started coaching at the age of 18 and just continued from there so i didn't actually play uh, you know i didn't play professional squash but in in india i did play play on a little bit for for a while right right so this thing about professional um, squash so did you see a future back then when you decided to start coaching what about your uh, family and considering squash back then wasn't as popular as it is now still a long way to go but back then definitely not so did you see anything of that sort and decided that so family support was there 100% uh, so you know in fact my parents really obviously didn't know what was happening so no future plans i didn't have any plans didn't have any thoughts of how how the career would take it's just that i enjoyed coaching i think enjoyed it more than going to a 9 to 5 job and sitting behind the desk so i just loved to play and i was spending all day at otters club and what more could you ask for hmm how long were you there so i i was in bombay till i was 25 i shifted to chennai uh when at the age of 25 which is 20 years ago so in 20 years that i've been uh in chennai now. wonderful so you shifted to chennai because do you see like more potential in over here or do you shift for any particular reason uh so i received a call from the secretary general at that time mr n ramachandran and he said uh, would you like to shift base and i said yeah and i thought okay it's it's a great opportunity let me go for a year or two see how it goes Uh, we we had just built a infrastructure which had three squash courts at that time now we have eight squash courts uh, which include an all glass court where you can see from all four uh, directions so uh, you know it was again no long term plan but it's just worked out smoothly and brilliantly where, where is this in chennai Uh, at egmore egmore okay oh, the name of the academy so it's it's now it's the indian squash academy perfect perfect so is that where deepika palikal trained they all all have come through our setup deepika started a squash uh, at the indian squash academy right wonderful so how has your coaching journey been so far right as i'm saying you know it's 
it's really been it's been wonderful it's been a wonderful journey from from that little bit of a player then going on to doing the club coaching in bombay then coming to chennai as the national coach uh, traveling with the team and uh, the teams in the last 20 years achieving great results i think means what what we've achieved right now it's never happened before so it's been a wonderful journey for squash and i've been delighted to be part of it how did you update yourself uh, how did you keep improving yourself as a coach when i mean before the internet era you started coaching really long back and obviously uh, squash wasn't really um wasn't as like i mentioned it wasn't that well known how did you improve yourself as a coach considering you started off really young so certainly so what we had in in coaching uh itself in asia we had le- uh, levels of coaching to do so level 1 2 3 uh so i did go through that process uh i spent a lot of time uh in malaysia uh with uh, major maniam who was the director of coaching for the asian squash federation so i was an, as an apprentice coach with him so that's where i learned a lot uh, fortunately uh in 2002 india hired major maniam as its foreign consultant coach and then for 14 years we worked together in chennai so those were the little bit of stepping stones for me as well hmm what have what have you learned coaching the best what sets them apart like uh, you you mentioned that you uh obviously deepika and saurav goshal as well uh came through the academy so what sets them apart from the other athletes according to you oh so one thing of course is your your will to fight and you know your heart that's that's massive the determination is a massive uh, aspect uh, apart from that of course you've got to be you got to be good you got to be hard working you got to be disciplined so uh, these are the key areas like i'm i'm guessing in in every successful person you need to have these attributes but uh, nothing comes easy you got to work for it and uh, but they had the belief and the will to to push through all the pain so that's actually made them reach where they have how much did talent play a factor in this certainly does you know uh, of course talent also play yes players who uh, do hard work do also succeed and excel uh, but if you're talented it it's sometimes a boon sometimes a bane sometimes many of the talented players uh, slacken off and don't work so hard because they just believe they're so talented but if you are talented and you work hard as well then you've got a great winning combination whether players as good as them who probably didn't take it to the next level because of various factors like family and things of that sort so so uh, like a saurav has been potentially he's been the best indian squash player ever so you know we're fortunate to have have him and i've been fortunate to train him and be around him so Uh, because he's reached in the men's to reach top 10 no nobody else had come even close uh, before so 
so he's been certainly someone who's who's set the benchmark right now what were their parents thoughts when they were when they went at the level uh, that they have reached right now what were because did they did the parents really support them or was it was were they apprehensive did they want uh, the 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 children to you know focus more on studies as well a little more on studies as well so all three of our squash players who've touched top 10 in the world you got sora you got joshna chinappa and you got dipika all three of them had complete support from their parents uh, and they actually set their targets of playing professional squash so uh, with i don't think you know if if the parents had not supported them and you know given them that extra push it would have been difficult but thanks to supporting parents they certainly achieved what they have did they compromise with their studies though uh not sorav uh he was an a plus plus student you know even in even in school and college up to the 12th standard i remember he he came to uh, the academy after he got his results very upset mm-hmm. uh, because uh, he only got 98% so he was he was shattered for right. while while josh joshna came in and said oh i passed <laughs> right. so you know Uh, that that was the difference between both of them but uh, so everyone has gone through their education none of them dropped out uh, at all from education they did complete their education uh, but sorov of course he 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 went on sorov went on to the uk and did his graduation in the uk as well uh, but the both dipika joshna did it in chennai itself but they did complete their education wonderful that's that's great to hear i mean as long as they haven't i mean sacrifice is necessary uh, you'd say right but i don't think with studies uh, it is an option in india at least yes certainly when they didn't perform when they went performing i haven't really kept track of their career but when some of these athletes don't perform do how how does that affect your confidence levels as a coach uh so personally i don't think but you know i've i've gone through this you know i remember uh, it was a couple of times sort of told me that you know he wants to hang up his boots uh, because of you know bad losses because he's worked so hard for events and then not been able to do it uh you know i i never felt it personally in that sense but it i did feel as my duty to make sure that he gets out of it and uh, you know he could have quit squash 10 years and 15 years ago but he he's not and he's still playing and uh, we are already talking and gearing up for the asian games and commonwealth games next year uh, to win medals again for the country so uh, you know i that's where i get my happiness from that you know the athletes are there and they're working hard and they will continue to uh, bring laurels to the country do you stay motivated how do you how do you stay motivated as a coach because a, a, a lot of times they may not be getting the results so it's very easy to get confidence get you know have a sense of um wanting to move ahead 
when your uh, athletes are performing right but when they aren't do you still stay motivated to uh, you know take it to the next level absolutely it's always about you know assessing what is it that you want today and what is it that you want um, in the long term and uh, fortunately things have been progressing uh, consistently so the motivation's always been there to you know continuously bring in more players uh, you know improve squash so it's it's not only about the elite players it's about you know the juniors as well and you know squash being a smaller sport you know i've been involved with everybody and you know helping everyone nurturing everyone has been a fabulous journey right um how do you convince players to think of the long term when it comes to working on specific aspects of their game where they may have to compromise on results in the short run of course very hard but this is where uh, your understanding your relationship with an athlete uh, goes uh, where you need to try and explain to them that what actually is wrong and uh, what could be changed you know as as an option you know i won't want to say anything is wrong because there is nothing which is wrong or right that's my been my philosophy uh because it it works some things work for people some things don't and uh, if someone can uh, you know even play squash there has been one squash player who played with two hands which is not which is very unique to squash and he reached world number 2 yeah people said maybe he could have been world number 1 uh, and could have beaten jan shekhan but he was world number 2 he was still beating everybody else so mm. you know it's different strokes for different folks and and it carries on right so how much do you let them experiment with their game let's say you're working with players and you work on different obviously work on strategies techniques tactics right how much do you let them you give them a free hand and let them think for themselves and how much do you think you um put to the table uh, put on the table so the the best way is to get them to think for themselves understand what they are doing and how they should be doing it if they are not going according to the path which we believe, believe is correct then we try to guide them to to think it so eventually it should come from the athlete themselves uh, without them believing in something it's not going to work as as good well enough you have doubts yourself about what you are coaching them and um do you question yourself as well of course we are always looking at what can we do better so uh, it it won't necessarily be in a negative way but what else can we do what can we do better what could we do different uh, we cannot uh, you know just be have a one track mind uh, we've got to be open to different ideas and uh, that's that's the greatness of ours of of sports you know hmm. uh, different circumstances so you need to get the athlete to think for themselves right so how you mentioned three of the the really good squash players right there obviously a lot more squash uh, players who didn't make it to the top how do you do you 
show them the reality do you tell them that they aren't good enough or how how do you let it play out when they know that they want to make it to the international stage but you you as a coach may feel that they may not they probably don't have the talent or a specific skill to actually make it to the top do you just let it play out or do you are you upfront and blunt with them so it it's different you know we've had so many players who actually can do well but they themselves because of you know the education and uh, family pressures they themselves uh, you know stop playing competitive squash so we have we have that type of course there are some who do believe that uh, they can uh, do very well and uh, you know they are confident that they would but we've got to certainly look at them explain to them at times but of course uh, do it in a sensitive way where we you know tell them that these have been your results and uh, let's let's target something and if that target doesn't work then what do we look at next so it's basically assisting them and guiding them uh, for them to make decisions interesting interesting so uh, you won the donacharya award yes C- congratulations for that uh, how is that how is that feeling oh that's been that was a wonderful feeling so in the year 2005 i got the award uh, from our former president uh, abdul kalam uh, and that was that was amazing great um, i have the wow. award right here behind me wonderful i, I can't really see it though oh wow amazing incredible incredible oh that that must have been a wonderful feeling yes certainly so what's next for you as a coach do you uh, where do you what targets do you set for yourself okay so uh, although you know i'm still very much involved i'm also now the secretary general for the squash federation so uh you know i'm overseeing the coaching and and the program but our dream is uh, the short term dream now is to win gold medals at the asian games and commonwealth games which is next year we are not an olympic sport so we are not going to be there uh, in a couple of weeks time uh, but yeah those are the two major events and eventually have a world champion you know have have one player who wins a world junior champion or a world men's or women's champion so that's that's the next target 15 years ago the target was to win an asian championship which we have done now men's women's in the team events we we managed to achieve all of those so now the next target is the worlds definitely that about the olympics i i, I don't i've never understood it do you have a, a, will you be able to share any reasons as to why they don't uh, they don't have squash in the olympics or is that too controversial uh, so what yeah, yes there there are things which i will not say but at the end of the day what the olympics look for is uh, which sport would bring in more tv rights so in their wisdom they would think that squash does not give them uh, enough tv tv viewership and that's why otherwise as in terms of a sport i think 
I don't need to say so much, but our sport is, is a physically very demanding and a fabulous sport uh, to, to play. So we are one of the actual sports sports and not some, some of the events which are there in the Olympics, which are not actual sports. Definitely. Uh, that's, yeah. of course, competition for the International Olympic Committee. Right, right. I mean, I do, I do have a look at some of the sports and it doesn't make sense at all. I don't want to comment on them because we may probably, uh, I don't know, doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Uh, having said that, how do you increase the TV viewership? How do you make squash more popular here? Uh, so, you know, I, the one, one thing I keep thinking of is 10 years ago in India, uh, badminton, uh, squash was more popular than badminton. What our two ladies, Saina Neval and PV Sindhu have done, they've taken badminton from here absolutely there. And today we see the number of public uh, badminton squash, uh, badminton courts. Uh, it's phenomenal and, and people know about the sport. So they've been absolute two icons who have, uh, you know, changed, I think, the face of uh, badminton uh, especially in our country. And that, that's what you need. You need to have people, uh, people know about people and their achievements. I think that's been a massive game changer for Indian sport. Do you also feel that because it's very much, it's a sport that's very much indoor and it, it, it can't be seen, you know, openly that people don't really have an idea about it and it, it uh, probably appears as a, what can you say, a luxury sport or something that's tough to get into? Badminton is an indoor sport as well and that's an advantage. We can play uh, all weather conditions. So there's no issue on that front. It's got to do with popularity. So that, that's the key. Uh, we need to, you know, have, have squash courts uh, in more locations. Yes, the point you mentioned, um, right now, most of them are at clubs. So if you're not a member at a club, you don't have access to it. But if there are more public facilities, then it's open to everyone. If every district in our country had a sporting facility, uh, sports would be doing so much better in India. Is that an infra, is, is, that, is that like a cost issue with regards to infrastructure or anything? I'm sure it would be, of course. Eventually, everything becomes a cost space issue. So yeah, that, that would be it. Of course, uh, it, people would say it's a chicken and egg situation because they'll say, are there enough players? But I'm sure if there'll be enough players. Any, uh, any youngster would like to have a racket in their hand and, and hit the ball on a, on a wall. So, uh, you know, it's, it's like in tennis, you, you need you need to have a hitting partner or you practice on a wall. Here, we've got a wall inbuilt right. for us. So we, we can practice with, without a partner as well. Hmm. And uh, that, that's got its advantages as well. You can't, you, there's no way you can play badminton by yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, even in our society, we, in, in Bangalore, we had this, this squash court. Uh, right, uh, it, you can find it in a lot of societies and a lot of uh, recreational, um, you know, even people above 35, 40, 
uh, they take it up. It's pretty popular there in societies as well. Yeah. Right. So hope maybe maybe get schools engaged. Probably get them to do trial runs uh, at squash academies uh, as an Certainly option. Something which we are looking at. Perfect. So. Future, you mentioned the short-term goal is to win, to become win the world championships. Yes, Asian Games, Commonwealth Games, medals oh. as well. Right, that that will be next year. Next year, July, August. Perfect, perfect. Um, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate uh, your time, uh, Mr. Cyrus. Uh, thank you for all that you've done for Indian squash. And uh, we'll do our best to help spread the word. Thank you, Sid. Uh, also, if you don't mind us asking, where can people find out more about you? And uh, where can they get in touch if they want to or follow you on social? Yep. So I'm, I'm, I think you just can Google me and find out more details. And I'm on most of the social media handles. So as... Uh, I think so. Coach Cyrus on Twitter and yeah, my name on Facebook and Cyrus Squash on Instagram. Perfect. So we have all the links there. So whoever's listening can definitely uh, follow Mr. Cyrus there. And yeah, do join Squash. It's a wonderful sport. I've tried it myself. So yeah, thank you, Mr. Cyrus. Thank you. We should have a game soon. <laughs> definitely.